welcome welcome to the hustle separately a weekly podcast dedicated to all of you amazing human beings who tune in every single week i absolutely love you guys um very different we're all very unique we are all following our own calling our own path or you think about it i always say everybody that listens to the show they're like artists and makers and producers and hustlers and creatives and entrepreneurs, CEOs, innovators. And if you're not, you're probably thinking it anyways, and you're celebrated here for being different. Uh, we've had a lot of growth. I really appreciate you guys. For any of the newer listeners out here, it's nice to meet you. I'm Matt Gottesman. You can reach out to me at Matt Gottesman on Instagram. I do answer every single text, reply, response, DM. That is me. I've been managing it for eight years. Uh, it's a community over there and I just, I appreciate having you guys here. Please leave a rating and review. If you liking what's happening over here, you can connect with me also on my texting app, which I will leave that in the show notes for the number. And, uh, it's just been an incredible journey and I really appreciate you guys. Now for my newer listeners, we're a different kind of podcast. We don't glamorize or glorify success here because if I define success for you, like the way society defines success for you, you're going to compare yourself and you're going to try to fit yourself into a box. And I don't believe in that. And I haven't believed in that. I will never believe in that. And I will continue to promote that on this show and every other platform for the rest of my life. That is a very small but big impactful part of my purpose is that I can't define success for you. I can't because your path, your soul has a path that's different than everybody else's. And you're going to have to figure that out for yourself. Now, that's the beauty of it is that it's your life and nobody can tell you what to do with it. So every week I have people that come on the show and they talk about their path. Yes, they've done some things. Some are in an early season. Some are in uh, their fifth season, their fourth season, their fifth business, their 50th business. It doesn't matter, but they're all willing to talk about just what they're learning about themselves in the process or something that's that's been very profound as part of their journey. Right. And um, and so it leaves it very real. So you can see that we're all fundamentally the same. We're all very similar, having human experiences and figuring it out along the way. And none of us know what we're doing. <laughs> we just make it look like we do because we just get up every day and just do it. Right. So. Uh, I've got a, another incredible guest this week, Veronique Monroe. Uh, she's the founder and CEO of Infinity Sun. We're going to be talking about the biggest challenge in business. It's us. We are the biggest challenge that we're ever going to face in business because as the person who either is running the business, creating the business, or working for a business, we're constantly changing ourselves. We're constantly evolving. We're constantly learning new things about ourselves that we didn't previously know. We are constantly being challenged. We are constantly uh, having to pivot, make decisions on behalf of ourselves, make decisions on behalf of other people who rely on us, make decisions on the customers that rely on us and the clients. There's a lot, right? And so <laughs> I, we were talking right before the show. I saw a really great quote that was like, that said, most people fear change. Entrepreneurs have no choice, right? So. Um, we're going to talk a lot about that, but uh, real quick, just to give you a background on Veronique, uh, she's a uh, founder of um, Infinity Sun. She's also the CEO. She's considered a pioneer and trailblazer in sunless tanning. And before spray tanning was known and accepted, she launched the first and only computerized airbrush tanning system that combined sunless tanning solutions together with high-end beauty treatments. And of course, producing flawless results. She founded it in Beverly Hills in 2005. So she's been going at this for a good minute. 
and she's worked with over 7,000 businesses worldwide by providing the most advanced technology solutions, products, and world-class training. I want you to think about what that means when you are working with over 7,000 businesses <laughs> worldwide, and you're going to be dealing with a lot of cultures and a lot of uh, time zones and a lot of changes and a lot of industry standards, right? So um, again, back to the theme. <laughs> the biggest challenge in business is always going to be, you know, ourselves, what we're learning about ourselves, right? Uh, and she's got a very strong philosophy of creating partnerships and working very closely with clients and overseeing the implementation of the service, ensuring every location is trained to become, um, you know, a specialist in their area. She's also been known as a celebrity spray tanner. Um, and, you know, she's been considered the brand of choice. Jessica Alba, Paris Hilton, Catherine Zeta-Jones, right? These are, you know, just a few people you've probably heard of. Um, and she's also been uh, featured in magazines, Allure, Glamour, uh, shows like Glee or Dancing with the Stars, Entourage, awesome. <laughs> and uh, she's also the official sunless standing brand of Miss USA. So she's got a lot of relationships and she's got a lot of years of experience and she's got a lot of probably insight and personal reflection. So it's going to be interesting to get her take. But first, I just want to say thank you for being here. I really appreciate you. Hi, Matt. Thank you so much for having me today. Absolutely. Uh, you know, I know the bio is always like the highlight reel. And, you know, I don't always, you know, we, that that's a great start. And But I, I love uh, the audience to get to know you more so. And that's why I always say the first question is the only one that's really the same. Like, how did how did this come about? What were you doing before that was like, you know what? Um, I want to do something different. And this is what I want to do. And I'm going to try it. And I'm going to see where it goes. And then to get to today. You know, and you can, you know, you can go as far back as the time you were born to, <laughs> I mean, I've, I've literally had people be like, well, you know, since the spring of, you know, but how do we get here? And then from there, we're going to kind of deep dive into like, I, I love the topic when we were talking before the show, you had mentioned, um, you know, the biggest challenge in business is, is ourselves, like is, or is who, who we become, right? And, and who we're learning to be. Um, and that changes every day. So, uh, but before we get into that, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about your past. Like, how do we get here? That's a great question. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How did we get here? No. It, it, it's funny because when you and I were talking before the show, we mm -hmm. touched on something that I had really forgotten, and that is that I am inherently an extremely shy person. Mm. So for me to be sitting here today talking to you in front of millions of people, I would never, young me, would never have thought that I would be sitting here doing this. Mm. I would thought I would just shoot myself in the head first. <laughs> and here I am sitting here and I'm actually really excited to talk to you and to talk to your listeners and to be able to share with them some of the experiences that I've had in my personal life and in my business, past, present, and God willing future as well. Well, it's funny how, um, and the business and personal always intertwine. Right. Because, I mean, as we're learning about ourselves, I always say um, business, personal, spiritual, like it's all like intertwining. Well, what we're learning about ourselves in our personal life definitely bleeds over into our business life and yeah. vice versa. Right. Well, I wouldn't have thought that until I sat back and someone asked <laughs> me the question of how did we get here? Right. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought about it. Yeah. And stemming from the fact that I was really shy as a child, mm. a number of things caused that to happen. I'm sure part of it is just inherent in my personality. 
But part of it was, you know, the early part of my childhood and experiences that I had that might have suppressed a more positive, more confident version of myself. And the fact that my skin is incredibly white genetically, um, which was weird because my father's side of the family are from Haiti and they're all very naturally olive skin, but I was like literally the white sheep of my family. Um, in fact, I'll go as far as saying that the kids used to call me Casper in school. That was my nickname because I was like a translucent white. And some people, especially if you're growing up today where all body types are acceptable and you should not only accept it, but you should embrace it and step into it and be proud of it. When I was growing up, those weren't the messages. Mm. The messages back then is if you didn't fit in and you weren't like everybody else, that you should be ashamed of yourself and you hid and you were ostracized. And that really helped to form your personality into what you became as an adult. And that's what it did. Right. <laughs> that's what it did. So at 14 years old, I had a little lab in my closet where I would mix together different ingredients to try to change the color of my skin. Because if I wore shorts, the kids would poke fun at my legs and, you know, look at my white skinny legs. Or if I would put on a bathing suit, you know, people would make comment to that. And I wanted to be able to not wear, you know, long sleeved and long pants because it was hot. (laughs) So I started making colors to change color of my skin. So I didn't know at the time that that's what I was going to do for a living. I studied, you know, a number of things, including computing and business. And I lived in England for 15 years where we being white really wasn't a big deal because most of people were white. So I think I found my comfort level in having white skin. And it didn't occur to me the whole sunless tanning thing and trying to be brown. But instead, I really cultivated my knowledge and understanding of the world of technology. I understood, I learned about different cultures because I worked and I traveled all over Europe working on various different projects to do with technology development and banking institutions and the impact one system would have on another. And through that, you know, meeting very educated people, meeting people that weren't concerned about the color of the skin or the color of your eyes or how overweight you were, but really focused on trying to make a difference in the world and trying to make systems work and how to grow businesses. So I had an entire shift in my thinking, which I think was so incredibly empowering to me, not only as a child, the child in me, but as a woman in business. And I understood what it meant to be a weak child, a weak child so afraid just to take off a pair of pants and put on shorts to now standing in a boardroom full of CEOs of Fortune 500 companies telling them how to make changes to make their businesses more profitable. Wow, that's a little bit different. Very. So it didn't occur to me back then that that's what I wanted to do for a living, the whole sunless tanning thing. But I got to learn about people from different cultures. I learned how to communicate with different people on you know different levels and to convey messages that were really complex and make them really simplistic so people could understand them. But there was something that was a little bit unsatisfying to me and I didn't really understand it at the time and I really got it now and that is a lack of freedom. I didn't have freedom. And today, I really understand how incredibly important freedom is to me. 
so why how did how did i get this freedom how did i know that this freedom was really important to me so when i was living in brussels i went into a pet shop and i met a dog and he was like a little puppy that looked like a little stuffed electric snoopy (laughs) (laughs) and i picked him up and literally he changed my life I looked at this dog and I felt like I finally understood what love was, but I didn't really know it on a conscious level, but I felt so incredibly connected to this being. I took him home and I swear to you, I'm not kidding, he changed my life. I ended up moving to the United States and I was working at the time as a consultant of Fortune 500 companies and I was traveling 75% of the time leaving Snoopy. I didn't like leaving Snoopy. Leaving Snoopy broke my heart every time. Every minute that I couldn't spend with him, it was really difficult. So I decided to start a business. I started the business to have the freedom to make my own hours and to create the life that I desired. And that life that I desired at the time was to be with my dog Snoopy and to wake up in the morning and to go for walks and to eat healthy and to meditate and to find myself and to reflect on all the years of change and growth. And by the way, I had just come back to the United States after having been away. I lived in England for 15 years, in France for three years, in Belgium for three years. So I was just coming back to the United States, looking in the mirror with a case of the Madonnas, talking with an English accent because I'd been away for so long, going, who the heck is this woman that I'm looking back at in the mirror who is part of this corporate world who had all these these insecurities who's now come back with a different set of insecurities because now I'm coming back to the place that I didn't feel good in my skin. So who am I now? What am I now? And so I, I decided that I wanted freedom and that was really important to me. So I ended up starting a company where I acquired the exclusive distribution rights to an automated spray tanning booth. I understood spray tanning. I understood technology. I understand dealing with people. I understood a lot of different things that it would take to start a business. I didn't know what it was going to become. And the times are really different because the sunless tanning industry wasn't an industry at the time. There were very few technologies out there um, that could be considered sunless tanning, which is commonplace today. Uh, At the time, people were tanning in UV machines. And there was a need at the time for people to have a way to get color on their skin without the damaging effects of the sun. And at the same time, the anti-aging sector was really starting to open up because there were new technologies um, coming on the market. And that was a fascinating time. So what was happening was people were becoming aware of the damaging effects of UV, and that was translated into UV tanning salons. And then there was the emergence of technology for sunless tanning, so tanning without UV. So I bought into that very early on. And with my understanding and experience of technology, I understood that you could atomize fluids to a really fine particle size to get like a really flawless application to solve the problem of creating uneven, streaky, drippy, orange kind of tans, while at the same time infusing ingredients into the products that would not only tan the skin, but also create 
better um, better health of the skin skin that looks healthier that's tighter that's firmer anti-cellulite anti-aging everything combined and that's how infinity sum was born and it's funny because at the time when i was growing the infinity sun brand i don't think i really understood what i was doing either i didn't realize that i was actually helping people start and grow their own businesses so I was taking people that were like me when I started that just craved freedom, you know, that just really wanted to create lives that they could step into and they could love where they could be free to, to grow, um, to express themselves, to step into who they really are, because we don't know who we really are when we start. Sometimes we, you know, we seem like we're confident, we seem like we know what we're doing, and we might be confident in some things, and we might know some of the things we're doing, but there's a whole ocean of things that we really don't know. We don't know where the currents are going to go. We don't know what waves are going to come crashing in, and I'll tell you, they're coming. <laughs> they're ready or not, they're coming, they're not coming for you, but it's going to impact you. Sorry, I'm... No, no, I want to, I want to talk about that, um, because yet you still feel free even when those things are happening. You do. And so I want to talk about freedom uh, from a standpoint of, I think sometimes online it gets portrayed that um, it will be a different kind of work when you work for yourself. And a lot of times the end result is what's kind of shown to the people. And so you get a lot of people who want to jump ship. and like, yeah, I want that freedom. That's the yeah. freedom I want. You're like, whoa, whoa, whoa wait. Like, just so you know, you're probably going to work twice as much as you work now. But freedom is that you're the designer yeah. and you're the creating, you know, the the creative director and you're the uh, the producer and you get to figure it out. And you do get to design your life like, you know what, I will start my work at this time of day because I want to have my meditation or time with my dog yeah. or or, um, you know, so I would love for you to expand on that, you know, about there's the the waves that crash. But they're your waves versus, you know, um, for me, I have found that I, I like you, I was a consultant for a lot of Fortune 500 companies, tech systems, infrastructure. Yeah. So all this, all the same things. And they would try to absorb me as an employee, which was very interesting because I'm like, I'm not your employee. I'm your third party problem solver. Right. Which they forgot about that sometimes. <laughs> and um, and still the hours were insane. Mm -hmm. Absolutely insane. And my father had to remind me, it's not your baby. It's not yeah. your company even though it was so evident of what you had to do sometimes and they wouldn't always do it, right? Yeah. And um, what was not so freeing about that is it's like you're relying on others for their own thing, which I get, and they wouldn't necessarily do it. And yet it was so clear as to like how you'd have more profit or more, whatever. Yeah. And it just it wasn't working for me. You know, I needed, I needed freedom to create, to build and to design and, and all these things, even though for our own stuff, it's going to be more work sometimes, mm -hmm. a lot of times. So how, like, do you still feel free always, even when, um, even when the, the current is a little bit rocky, <laughs> you know, yeah. a little bit rough, do you still always feel that freedom just because you're the one in charge? Honestly, I feel freer now than I ever have in my Thank entire you. life. Thank you. Perfect. You hear that, everybody? Just saying. Just saying. I feel freer now than I have in my entire life. And oh. it doesn't matter what challenges present themselves. They're my challenges. And I always tell my customers, because I work with a lot of people who want to be their own bosses, they feel like they're entrepreneurs at heart and they just need 
a way to get started. They need an idea. Some people need a little bit more than other people. Some people need just a spark of inspiration and they already know and they're ready to rock and roll, but other people kind of need it mapped out for them. I always tell people who come to me and say, I don't know if having my own business is the thing for me. <laughs> and I always say, well, if you do it, you just need to buy a lot of hat racks. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Because you're going to wear a lot of hats. <laughs> oh, so many. Oh, so many. <laughs> but yeah. they're fun because you can put little flowers on your hats and you can just like cut the tops out when you need it. When you need a little fresh air, you can do whatever you, you want to do. So... I think at the end of the day, probably the most important thing for people to realize is their businesses are going to be an extension of who they are yes. and where they are. There it is. So your business doesn't live separate to you, even though it does. And at some point, you're going to have to let go of it and you're going to have to delegate. But at the end of the day, your your business really is going to be the manifestation of where you are, whether you're, um, your strengths and your weaknesses. And I think, you know embracing your strengths and using them but also acknowledging your weaknesses i think is really important and owning them because we weren't all made perfect and we weren't all born all knowing you can go to business school and still not how to run a business you create most don't and most, and most of I the did time, go to business school. I they did didn't teach too. me any of this stuff. No, I, everything I know now, everything I'm still learning, and I'm 18 years into my business, yeah. I can tell you there's not a day that I don't wake up and learn something that I right. didn't even know was on my radar. Right. And there isn't a day that I wake up that I think I know everything or I've got it. I don't got it. You know, it doesn't got me either. Right. <laughs> you know, that's the thing is you're really in control by being aware of what your weaknesses are and looking for help, looking for a sense of community, looking for accountability, you know, constantly learning and understanding and reassessing because not only is it about what you know and what you don't know, but it's also about the things that you really have no control over, like the environment and changes. Who knew COVID was going to happen? You know, I'm in the world of manufacturing. Here's Here was my life when I started co when COVID hit. I was living in Los Angeles. I had my beautiful condo in the center of West Hollywood. I had my corporate headquarters, a beautiful building in West Hollywood with a gorgeous roof deck, by the way, <laughs> that we were literally serenaded um, by Lady Gaga and Elton John while we were doing an Oscar suite on our roof deck. <laughs> okay, this was my life in LA and suddenly COVID hit and we went on lockdown in Los Angeles. So going on lockdown in Los Angeles, what that actually meant was our customers all over the world, unless you were in Italy, in China, or possibly in New York, everything was still open. So they were placing orders, doing their spray tanning business, and yet we were on lockdown and not able to make and ship products to these customers. So it took me about 25 minutes to say in 48 hours, I need to be up and running somewhere else and shipping to these customers who are open and depending on me. So we literally shifted everything, moved out of Los Angeles and opened everything back up in the air park in 48 hours in Scottsdale, Arizona. Mm. Okay, this, this was a pivot. I mean, I'm still twirling. I'm st yeah. I, I haven't stopped twirling yet. <laughs> you know, I'm still pivoting every but you, day. But you made a move. And yeah. I think that's that's the, the, the part that, because 
I know people like always worry about what ifs and then yeah. like, and, and, it, and they can freak themselves out. And I'm like, just worry about when it when it hits, when it comes, like yeah. th- when it actually happens and don't even really worry. You will figure it out. Everything I say, everything is figure outable. Yeah. And you did that. You're just like, if something comes up, your only option is to come up with a solution yeah. because you have to keep moving Definitely. when you're in it. You have to keep moving. That's yeah. life. Yeah. Right. And so and that's exactly what you did. Yeah. No, it's true. And you I think the only mistake that you can make is just not doing anything. You have yeah. to do something. Yeah. You have to do and it may not be the right thing. You know, you can only make decisions based on the information you have at the time and yeah. sometimes you don't have all the information, but you have to do something. You know when you're in a stalemate situation, yeah. you have to move. Yeah. And that's what we did. And I'm not going to say that it's been without challenge. And I'm not going to say that we're not impacted even today because we are. You know, we literally went from having a full staff to having to rebuild an entire team in 48 hours because everybody didn't leave their homes and their families and help us, you know, do everything. So we're literally here and starting up, you know, we're in startup mode, but with a huge customer base. Right. (laughs) That, that, I'm glad you bring that up too, because that also shows the reality i think to a lot of people where um they think that startup is only one early on phase but they don't realize the reinvention and the pivoting and or even the rebrand or even the new direction whatever it might be Mm -hmm. new or the diversification it's like there's always certain aspect of of startup mode throughout the entire business i've noticed it's always i I say i'm i do a uh, i feel like i'm in startup mode every three years i'm averaging three years it's it's quite remarkable actually you know like yeah. oh, here we go i know this energy really well yeah and then right on the other side you're like ah and let's run yeah you know but but i mean that's uh but that's part of it mm-hmm. it's natural yeah you know and but and that's what i mean about business and life being very yep. similar because like i mean even every few days every week whatever it might be we're constantly faced with things happening mm-hmm. and we begin to understand reflect yeah okay what is happening what am i in relation to this that is happening yeah what am i going to do in relation to all of this that is happening and you know what uh what don't i know and what do i know yeah and you know like you said it's like we don't we don't know what's wrong until we move yeah that's when people like are are so worried about making a mistake i was like you're making them every day regardless what are you talking about exactly (laughs) yes how do do you know not to touch the stove did you get burned once (laughs) you know so totally no Hey fam, quick break from the show. Just to let you know, I'm doing a bit more writing on my weekly letter. It's called Permissionless. I talk about all things health, wealth, happiness, and personal fulfillment. As many of you may know, writing is my passion. I love connecting with all of you on that. I would love to see you go subscribe, mattgoddessman.substack.com. Subscribe if you haven't already. And also, please remember to leave a rating and review for this podcast on Apple or Spotify as it really helps spread the mission even further. And as the ratings and reviews go up, even more people can learn about what we're doing over here. And I really appreciate that. And of course, if there's someone you think that might be a good fit for coming on the show, you can always DM me on Instagram. As I always tell you guys, DM me at Matt Gosman. You can tag them in the message and I'll be able to look at them and try to connect. And I truly love you guys. I just want to say thank you as always. Please continue to support the show by connecting in all the other ways. And now let's get back to it. Um, so you moved here and it's been it's been a, a little bit of a whirlwind. Yeah. What you know, what do you think for you um, 
have you, and I'm sure there's so many different aspects that you've learned about yourself in, because of business, but what do you think that you've noticed has been kind of like a recurring theme, right? Some of that you're like, you know, I've seen this before and yeah. I, and this is, and, and so from maybe from the strengths and then also from the weaknesses, it's cool yeah. to sometimes look at the weaknesses and say, oh, you know what? These are things I just don't like. Mm-hmm. But I understand them because I always say you can't delegate what you don't understand. So I'll dive into things I don't like, figure it out. I'm like, now I know how to ask for help. Yeah. Because I'm like, can you do it like this? I know I can't do it, but I know how I want it done. Totally. And I never messed with it before. So I, I, I know how it works. But you're the expert, so you do it. Yeah. <laughs> right? Oh, my God. Every day of my life since I've moved here. Um, <laughs> That's perfect. Because I've hired new people and we have a lot of new processes that aren't processes yet. Mm-hmm. You know, we have end results that we're looking to achieve. But there are so many new things happening that I have still to learn it myself to figure out the best way for our company to do it, mm-hmm. to develop SOPs and then to train, you know, yep. to train other people. And when you bring on board new people and they're hired to do a thing, and you're not yet ready to tell them how to do that thing, they can get very frustrated. And you have to explain to them, we're going to learn it together. Yeah. (laughs) And then they look at you like, well, aren't you supposed to know? And you're like, well, maybe, but you know what? I don't. Right. (laughs) So you've got to be lean. You've got to be nimble. You've got to be able to bring on board people that can work within the structure that you're currently working in. So don't bring in to a startup crazy. Everything's like we're flying by the seat of our pants in one way. We're planning in another way. We know that there are things that we've got nailed, but there are other things we're still trying to figure out. Don't hire the guy who's used to working in a large company that has all the systems already in place, has, you know, everything ready and, and ready to feed to them. You need to hire someone who embraces where you are and who can support you in getting to the level. That's been the biggest challenge and that's been the biggest eye-opening thing for me and my business lately. Love that you bring this up uh, because some people know how I feel about this subject uh, very much because the corporate world has systems in place, whether you agree with them or not, but the the corporate world already has them in place. And so you get a lot of people and I've dealt with a lot of um, so-called executive vice presidents in marketing. And I'm like, you don't know marketing. Mm -hmm. You don't know operations. You know how to sustain what's been um, gifted to you. And maybe you are good at, and this is not for all. Some were the, some were there who set it all up. But I had found a lot of people in positions where they walked into it. Basically, I was in my MBA school. I was the only digital guy, only digital. Everybody there was like, sure, 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 whatever. It's a small, tiny part of marketing. All their jobs now are all VP of digital. But none of them have actually learned anything digital the way I have. Not putting them down. I'm I'm not saying all of them, Mm -hmm. but most of them. Why? What they do manage is $100 million budgets with agencies doing the work. Right. That is not the same as me tearing apart the internet and the way I do with my business partners and with myself and how we know how we growth hack, how things are like distributed, how systems are set up, how funnels are set up, how automation is set up. They don't know any of that stuff, but they know how to delegate the money, right? And so it's a different, so when they come into a startup environment, there's there's almost a dis, there's also a disconnect because they have a different idea of business. Like, you know, uh, what do you mean? Like, here's the campaign strategy. I'm like, oh, first of all, we're building it, <laughs> you know? So it's, it is it is an interesting yeah. thing probably that you've seen um, if somebody were to ever come from a corporate world yeah. um, because it's just a whole other, th- like you walked into a system that was made 
Yeah. Uh, most of them, you know, not all, but. And at the time that it was made, it might have been right for the time, but that's the other thing. changed so yeah. fast. Yeah. The way I did business two years ago isn't the way we do business now. Right. Two we, days ago. <laughs> two days ago, right? <laughs> no. It's true. So the systems yeah. were optimal for the time that they were right? created, but just are archaic now. Yeah. Yeah. No, so well put. And, I, and so I, I love that. And, and, and again, I, and I mean nothing. I mean, I think that that business world, I just, I think we, the business world in general is shifting so much yeah. because of technology and because of leverage um, and because of systems. Yeah. I, I was a creative that finally thought of, I became a systems design thinker. I was never that way until like several years ago. And now mm -hmm. I won't do anything without a system, period. Yeah. SOP it is like my like constant. Everything is like, <laughs> we're going to SOP it. In fact, I even use widgets online that actually will track your um, your your work through different sites and then actually automatically transcribe it. And they can hand it over to people and be like, this I is what I want. I can't wait to talk to you after <laughs> that show. <laughs> so, but it's S SOP it, right? A bit, bit, but um, but I, and I think, and, and the cool thing is too, we're uh, we're also moving into this, what you're talking about, people also really prefer. They like a very build in public now. People like saying, "Hey, here's what's going to happen, and uh, we'll give you the results of like how that goes down." I'm like, ooh, keep me posted. How can I help? Yeah. Oh, well, you want to be a customer? Yes, I do. <laughs> like it's so different than the corporate world where everything has to be perfect. Yeah. And I, and I've told them for years. I'm like, it doesn't have to be perfect. It has to be human. Mm -hmm. And like, no, 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 no. We can't mess up. And I'm like, then you don't know your customer. <laughs> mm -hmm. So, you know, when so from a Okay, so from how have you handled that in your own business? I just say when you're bringing up like that's one of the biggest things that challenges that you've been faced with. Well, first of all, I had to recognize that that was what was happening yeah. because I didn't at first. You know, I just thought people would be cool. They would come in and right. wait for me to figure <laughs> stuff out. And, you know, they'd like the downtime to go and do some simple right. thing while I was trying to figure out something a little more complicated. But they don't like that. They just mm. they want to be given the thing on the plate and told this is your role and this is how you do mm. it. Um, and it just, you know, that's not where I am. So it's not reality. really important to find people that are okay to work the way that you work yes. and that are there to support you to yeah. get your company to the place where you need it to be mm -hmm. and then to grow it from there. Um, that's been a big thing for me. That's, uh, so well put though, too, because, uh, um, uh, I think that more and more, I mean, you're even seeing the rise of intrapreneurs, right? Yeah. People in organizations that are very problem solving. They're like, look, I actually want some infrastructure there. I don't necessarily want it to be my own business, but I want to feel like I'm contributing. Right. And I think that's also a very big growing trend because, yeah. you know, again, because you had mentioned earlier, connection and community. Yeah. So a lot of people want to be a, a, a part of something and they want to be around really good leadership. Mm -hmm. because they're embarking more on their humility of like, I know that which I don't know, which is everything. That's right. Yeah. Aristotle, <laughs> not me, but yep. you know, yep. but um, the idea of, so let me find people that I know can teach me and I can run with. Yeah. Right. And so do you get, do you, do you find, because also you've raised a lot of business owners from yeah, all of this too. I have. Yeah. Both internally as former employees through the years have gone on and had their own brands and their own businesses. That's awesome. But every day we're bringing on new clients. And I love being able to talk to people before they start their business. One, to see whether or not I think that they're going to do well in the business and kind of advise them on what it is that they can, you know, expect. Because people go into it, they don't really know what the, you know, what the jam really is, yeah. right? So giving them a really good idea of what they can expect. And also determining whether or not they're right for our brand. We're not for everyone. And that's okay. I'm okay with that. I don't need everybody to be my customer. I would rather work with people who are a good fit and it flows. Yeah. 
um, you know, and I oh, think yeah. you make more money that way because you otherwise do. it's a time drain and nobody wants the time drain. It's not good for them. It's not good for you. It's not good for business. It's not good for the economy and it's not good for the world. So I believe in things being a good fit for everybody because that's where the energy really flows. So true. I, you know, it's, it's, it's very costly. Yeah. I've had, I mean, I can think of a few, uh, clients where they were like, it was, it would have been the, the largest budgets. And I was like, no, yeah, because I actually have done the math on people like you before. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, it'll actually come out to about six, $16 <laughs> an hour when I'm all done with you. And I'm like, and I can't do that yeah. with my team and I, I'm yeah. sorry. You know, um, it's, and when we, um, say no, we have more room for the fit, absolutely. the people that we serve. And it in scale becomes easier. Yes, definitely. Right. Mm -hmm. And uh, how? And I also like the fact that you were you're able to say um, we're not for everyone, mm -hmm. but who we are for, um, we can do a really good job and continue to do a really good job. Yeah. And I think sometimes people miss that. It's like um, I some people they they want. I think they're looking at an end number mm -hmm. is what's happening. Yeah. And like, and they, they quantify and they go, well, if I've got a million customers, I'm like, are you even fit to handle right. a million customers? <laughs> I was like, consider the fact that I heard it was like, um, return. I've, I've, I've had to do this for some like online mentoring with, uh, some businesses and, and they would say like, well, we want 10,000 customers right away. Like, this right. is how many we want. I'm like, first of all, do you know who your customer is? And second, are you aware that there's at least a three to 7% return rate on products and services, you know, more often really than products. And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, okay, so are you ready to handle like 700 returns? Yeah. You know, like what's your fulfillment like? And then, you know, and yeah. all those other like, oh, we hadn't thought about that. I'm like, no, yeah. you hadn't, Definitely. <laughs> you know? Well, that's actually something I learned. One of the early lessons I learned in my business is the danger of rapid growth. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, when we started in the industry back in 2005, there weren't a lot of companies doing what we did. Mm. So what ended up happening was we ended up spray tanning a lot of celebrities. Um, we ended up making product for a lot of celebrities. Mm. Like we, you know, we made a machine that went to Jessica Alba, that went to Kevin Costner, Paris Hilton. We ended up on a number of different TV shows where people saw. So we started getting distributors approaching us from all over the world customers that wanted to buy our equipment wanted to go through our training we literally couldn't cope with the number of orders that we had in or we couldn't build them fast enough so what ended up happening was we were having quality issues mm -hmm. we were having support issues if i could go back to then i would have just put hit the pause button and said you know what we're not going to sell more than this number of machines we're going to get those out there we're going to service our customers really well make them all really happen mm -hmm. happy customers and then open it up and take more and then at the same time we'll work on infrastructure to expand it so we can scale and really grow our business and make sure we have a happy a good customer experience we didn't do that we just like yeah baby bring it what? me and me and snoopy got on the floor and high-fived and he got a squeaky burger meanwhile you know our phone was just going off the hook and we couldn't even cope with the calls coming in well it's exciting and it's I exciting. think that that's what happens because it's validating our um, our idea. Yeah. And I it wasn't until I started learning no, which by the way is more profitable, because you could say, well, we're only going to do so many machines. Yeah. Fine, double it. Yeah. And put me to the top of the list, please. <laughs> you yeah. could be like, oh, and I guess that's how I'm going to fund this over here now. So thank you. Right. You know. So you know, um, by having boundaries. Yes you become even more um, 
respected and sought after and or at least understood um yeah. i mean and by the way not everybody understands that and that's fine because yeah. again you've proven why it will be difficult to work with you right <laughs> so <laughs> thank you for walking yourself out the door i <laughs> yes. you know i take it i don't take it personal at all please thank you right but uh but that's a great observation if you know you could go back you know how you would how you would yeah. change that you know but i but i also do understand the human side of like it's great when our ideas and businesses are validated yeah. for serving a market niche. And yeah. and then even seeing how much bigger of a need is going on yeah. and that really you might be one of the only ones really to fulfill that need because of the background meets the technology, yeah. meets the expertise, meets the, you know, mm -hmm. the experience, all the things. Yeah. So it is exciting. Yeah. So, you know, it gives anybody that's like listening, <laughs> gets yeah. to that like, oh, you know, uh, but it's like, well, yeah, but I think the pause and reflect, Yeah. you know, just and then I remember hearing a long time ago, just because I can doesn't mean I should. Absolutely. Right. And, you know, here's the thing, too, is, you know, when you're in school, you're not taught how to manage people. Right. And that's something as an entrepreneur, <laughs> you learn on the job. You don't know what an animal is until you get to know it, read about it and find out and go, oh, OK, that's what kind of person that person is. Right. Well, hang on. What kind of person do I need for this role that's ever changing? Yeah. You know, it's not static. And right. understanding who you need for a role today may not be the same person you need for a role tomorrow. Yeah. You want to promote from within and hopefully the people that you hire for run yeah. one role are going to be proactive enough to get involved in the business and learn and grow with the business. But that's not always the case. Yeah. So, you know, you can help develop people or not. Yeah. You know, and that you will reap what you sow. <laughs> it's true. You know, I hadn't thought about that until it was a few years ago. Uh, so a designer, a head of my head of design and development. I mean, just raw talent. Mm -hmm. So good. So good. But I, you know, I had to learn. He's uh, from another culture and I had to learn his. Um, he wants to. um uh, impressed me when I'm like, no, like I want you to expand your, you know, your creativity, like you can run yeah. with it. And I wasn't, you know, I wasn't getting it at first because I'm like, oh, you know, he's so talented, but I'm, I'm not getting this until it wasn't until my head of operations was like, teach him. Like he's got the talent. So coach him. Yeah. Like show him what you want. Show him how, like, because uh, it's an interesting dynamic, that relationship that happens too. I learned in leadership because, um, if you see raw talent, how do you help develop it even more so their confidence, not only their confidence grows, but also um, it expands on how they already do things. Yeah. So I'd start to show him like, can you do this? Can you do that? He's like, oh, that's easy. And I'm like, show me. And he'd crank it out. I'm like, God, this looks so good. So it, it affirmed the talent. It affirmed his, con like it, it grew his confidence. Yes. And now if I like, hey, we're going to do something like this. He's like, I got it. Yeah. You know, and he'll show me some different, um, you know, uh, layouts and designs. I'm like, perfect. Yeah. Like, but he also, but he, it's funny because we developed as a team, he and I running the court. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, I know your style though. And I know like, you know, cause I'm very particular about brand. Right. I'm very particular about design um, and details. Mm -hmm. And so, but it's interesting. I, I hadn't thought about that until, you know, here is the head of operations saying, so coach, like how, like, you know, work with him. Like it, it, people who want to work, at least you got that in your corner, you know, yeah, <laughs> so that's a different, that's a game changer, you know? For sure. So I can imagine how much they're probably learning from you in the case. Do, do you find, do you get, do you get some great, you know, court runners with you? Like ones that are just like, 
I'm in it. Let's do this. And I have. Like, yeah. And then I've also had people that I've kept far longer than I should have. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's the thing, of too, course. is you have to know when somebody is just not the right fit for a role. Yeah. You can keep someone too long and they yeah. can become bad for your company. That's true. And recognizing that, I think, is as important as recognizing the talent yeah. and the ones who are going to be, you know, the big sprinters in your company. Was it, was it like the first time, the very first person you ever had to... You know, let go. Like, hey, it's not, it's not me. It is you. <laughs> you yeah. Know? I mean, obviously not put that way, but like, how did you, you know, what was it like for you? I don't. I wasn't very good at it. Uh, no, no. Visionaries <laughs> aren't, by the way. Visionaries aren't. That's what I have. I, I, I'm still not good at it. I'm okay with it when it's not my company. Yeah. When it's mine, I suck at it. Cause yeah. I'm like, God, you're so talented. Like, you're really though driving me crazy. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. <laughs> so. No, I had to do it recently, and it. You know, it kept me up at night trying to find the right way to do it. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't enjoy it even now, many years right. later. You know, right. I don't like doing things that have potentially a negative impact on someone's life. Right. I don't know what's going to happen when they walk out of my office. Right. And just the feeling of that makes me really uneasy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, it's interesting, too, because the long tail effect of that is a positive one because we hope yeah. that they're going to change. Yeah. It does feel negative because... Um, you know, they're already, it's like a, they're already put themselves in that position in the first right. place, you know, in a lot of ways. Um, and then it feels like you're just, we're just adding on to it. But I'm glad, thank you for sharing that because I think a lot of people, I think people on the other side always think that it's easy and it's not. It's, not. it's like any relationship, whether it's your personal relationship, yeah. you know, or a business relationship. Yeah. You're constantly trying to do the right thing. Yeah. The right thing may not be the thing that you want to hear, yeah. but it's still the honest thing. It and that's is. how you, that's how all parties grow. Mm -hmm. Right. And that was the thing. I mean, for me, just explaining that. You know, it's not the right fit here, but I can see you there. And I think you're going to be amazing. And I think you're going to be so happy in that. And, you know, the, the person that I need for this particular role is this type of person. And I think that's what the company needs to grow. And, you know, I wish you success. And, yeah. I, you know, and I know you wish our company success. So, you know. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> so thanks. And that's all you I know, got for you right now. You can, that's yeah. all you can say. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, it comes from a, you know, a place of trying to do the best for everybody. I think most know. Yeah. I think a lot of times they know. It, well, at a, at a gut level, they're like, I messed up too much. Didn't I? Right. This and that. And, and, but I also, I, I believe in empathy and love and kindness and boundaries and honesty. And I think that when we're constantly leading from there, it's like, listen, you know, here's, here's what's going on like what do you th what do you think how do you feel what's going on and like how you're performing like do you like this like what's right. your you know it's like when you start to really have conversations with them about where they're really at they kind of own it themselves as well too they, totally. I think they can also feel it right and they yeah. go oh you know, well, like, you're kind of leading it too, yeah right? yeah well yeah but <laughs> yeah. exactly and, yeah. and i think that um because like anything i think when we my circle and i wrote about this this morning my circle keeps me accountable in all ways of my life so even if I'm having an issue, they'll say, what role did you play? Right. Yeah. And right? That, I think that's an important thing to do is, is to sit down and be really honest with yourself because you're, everything that touches your life, you were part of that thing that happened. Yep. So you have to, you have to own it yeah. and you have to try to, because you're not always aware of what your part is in something, but there is a part yeah. that you play because you're there. A hundred percent. Well, it, you know? it, it, because whatever series of choices I made led yep. me up to being here in this particular environment or situation yep. or whatever it might be. Absolutely. And I know that, that that was hard for, I remember when I first started really, I think it was about 
2012 when I really started doing that kind of reflection and people were like, oh, you're yeah. being really hard on yourself. I'm like, no, I'm being accountable. Right. Because, yeah, those companies or those people did, they, yeah, they were wrong. They did those things. Yeah. How was I here in this situation where right. that ended up happening to me? Yeah. Could I have had different contracts up in the beginning? Yeah. Could I have kind of approached the, the earlier on certain things I could have done? Like, how did yeah. I let it go on for so long? Exactly. Right? Yeah. Like, I, had, I did have a role. Yes. And I think that it's hard for a lot of people, even when it something was done to them, to automatically think, but it wasn't my fault. Like, but how did we get here? Yeah. <laughs> Two right? things can be true at the same time. Absolutely. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I wonder if the rest of the world knows that right now. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, and so, okay, so so now you've been here since, um, since 2020. Yeah. And what's like coming up like how how are things now and where where you see you know i, I get it pieces are still being uh, yeah. reworked you know yeah uh what's the flow like what's happening and or what do you have coming up that's you know um that you're moving into i'm so excited right now yeah. i think i feel more excited now than i have in the last five years mm. so I've got a few things happening under some different brands. I have Infinity Sun, right. where we manufacture the handheld spray tanning systems and the solutions and the retail products, and we have our training academy. Mm -hmm. So that business go. helps people that are looking to get into spray tanning. So if you're like a makeup artist, a hairdresser, you work in a spray tanning business, or you just really love being around people and you think you mm -hmm. can excel at this, this spray tanning business in a box is amazing. I mean, I've got clients that will buy into this and you know, they can start little side gigs with it yeah. and earn an extra 30,000 a year mm -hmm. or they can do it full time and earn a hundred or more thousand or they can start a spray tanning studio open three and eventually go off and have their own brands so we work with people regardless of where they of where they are when they start um to wherever it is that they eventually want to get to because they may start out and go no, no no i just want to do this to supplement my income and then in three months they may go you know what this took off way more than i expected it to and i'm i'm so busy i don't even have time for my full-time job <laughs> which we hear probably more often than not perfect with infinity sun so it's growing that and bringing people on board to help manage that brand and you know help um improve on the customer experience as much as we can there's always room for improvement we do our best but i think things can always get better so really putting um more uh resources into that so there's that now but before you go on to the next thing yeah. i want to i want to elaborate the fact that you realize obviously do you're in scottsdale okay. <laughs> i mean like what an amazing market for you to be uh doing this in yeah like i i, I you know, we can call LA whatever we want to call it. Us Arizonans, we like Arizona. Yeah. Don't compete with our Scottsdale. We know. We know what we got here going yeah. on. We know what's going on in Phoenix. And so um, you see a, it's very entrepreneurial. Yeah. It's very um, beauty, health and wellness, makeup, artist driven. Yes. In some ways, I'm not trying to knock LA for any of my California people on here, but I'm just saying we beat you in every way. Um, and so, <laughs> but, but I know, but I mean, it's it's a very, um, here in Vegas, I, I mean, I see a lot going on in Vegas and, and very similar to here for these markets, for these sort of things. And, you know, we're, uh, and we're in, at one point, Scottsdale was voted number one in the country for um, like health and wellness uh, in terms of like the access to, I mean, everything from, from, from the mind and body to like uh, to cryotherapy, to yeah. holistic nutrition, to, you know, skin and rejuvenation. I mean, 
you're in like the vortex. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm just just making that note. And the other thing I did want to actually also say that was really cool of you is um, that side business culture is booming. Yes. And there's a very specific reason, which we'll do another podcast on, in my opinion, and why it's happening. I can't wait gonna, for that podcast. And it's going to continue <laughs> to keep happening. And it's going to continue to explode because I've been saying it for years yeah. that, like, you know, the, the old business paradigm is shifting. Yeah. I say it's a Titanic pretty on the outside, sinking on the inside. And the new, um, those that want to work and a lot of do, or at least want to explore their, their creativity and business mind and intertwine them mm-hmm. um, in today's day and age with, uh, media and technology when used appropriately uh, is very scalable yes. for a business. And so 30 can, as you said, 30,000 can turn into 100,000 very quickly mm-hmm. um, with, you know, something that people like to do and is now possible where beforehand it wasn't. Yes. So we really are in a creator economy that is going, it, this is only the beginning. Wait till people see yes. what happens by 2025. So it's true. So I just wanted to say that that's amazing that you're doing that. Okay. Now we can go to the next And brand. I love that you yeah. said that because that feeds into my other company Perfect. that I started when I moved here. So what happened during COVID when everybody went on lockdown, people realized that they could still generate revenue selling online. Mm-hmm. So what ended up happening was the private label market exploded. Yes, so a lot of people started coming to us and saying, can you make products so we can have our own brand? So Sunless Labs and Co. was born, where we make products for people that want to have their own brands. So if they want their own line of sunless tanning products or online skincare products, Plus, not only that, but we have experience creating brands mm. from A to Z. So everything from concepting a brand to creating a brand to getting brands made to launching brands and growing brands because of our experience with Infinity Sun and a number of different brands that I've been involved in creating with other people and expanding. And I won't go into detail with all the new uh, products that we have in okay. development, but they are sunless tanning, skincare, but even outside of that, sure. other personal care products product lines and I'm I can't even tell you I haven't been this fired up in a long time now the other thing that I'm super excited about is sprays for strays my nonprofit Mm. so remember we go back to my dog Snoopy Mm -hmm. and my dog Snoopy was my reason for starting my business so when he passed I wanted to get into rescue to kind of give back for everything Mm -hmm. that he brought to me so I started sprays for strays which is a nonprofit that raises money with sunless tanning artists all over the country to give to the rescues that are in the trenches pulling Mm -hmm. the dogs and you know getting the dogs rehabbed and getting them into homes so raising money through the sunless tanning industry to pay for things like like spays, neuters, mm. medical attention. And, and so right now I'm really trying to find my tribe for that. And I think that Scottsdale is a great place because people, first of all, love their dogs. Oh, yeah. We Probably do. not more than West Hollywood, I got to tell you. <laughs> and there's wrong. a lot of education. She's wrong again. <laughs> there's a lot of education that still needs to happen here. But there are a lot of people that love their dogs oh, yeah. and that really and that rescue. Yeah. They don't shop, they adopt. Mm-hmm. And so I know that my tribe is here and I'm actively looking and actively working to grow that. So I'm so excited about it. No, it's incredible. And um, so all areas that uh, so you, the second one perfect timing on the business because uh that is well i remember in 2020 i even had family that would, <laughs> would call up say have you heard of this thing called zoom I'm like, <laughs> i was like so my, my whole background is digital i'm a digital native like i grew up with the internet and um software hardware back end front end like everything but convincing 
businesses that like you know the internet is how we do business uh, so it was a very funny thing when people were like, have you ever, you know, what do you think of this thing, Zoom? Have you heard of that? I'm like, what is it you think I, I'm, uh, do you think I'm like a glorified <laughs> blogger like the last 15 years and I have like, I seriously thought they thought I was unemployed for like the longest time, you know, especially since I have fun doing what I do. Um, but it was inevitable. Now it's like, can't be refuted. Right. People know exactly how, um, that we have options leverage. I love what Naval Ravikant says, you know, code and media is our leverage. We have technology and you can have one to four person businesses and you can make your million of dollars a year plus if you want. You can, you know, with systems and there's just so many new avenues and I think a lot of people are exploring that and they want to have their own products, especially when, look, like I have millions in distribution. So I'm not probably going to use those products because I, I, don't, I, don't, I, I don't relate to them, you know, but it, like, but that's, but so many more with people with more do yeah and everybody wants private labeling actually i will talk to you about private labeling some other things so um <laughs> so that's that's ultimately but like um because we new media allows for this too and um even education online because mm -hmm. everybody's like so you have a lot of people who are teaching uh, i have friends in health and wellness and they're teaching constantly about um, products and everything from gut to skin and everything in between mm -hmm. right and so what inevitably happens is people are like well what do you recommend for products here are my own, you know, and that's just because their channels are just growing, yep. growing, growing. That's Absolutely. what happens to all of us. So this is a the new a new business model that will be, you know, mm -hmm. just continuously expanding. And then I love the sprays for strays. Um, I uh, I've had a few really great organizations online. Uh, Marley's Mutts being one of them. Out of oh, yeah. uh, you know, uh, mm -hmm. I love Zach. <laughs> had him on a couple of times, and and so just um, I I and I love that uh, initiative and uh, just continue to expand on that too. So for anybody listening that wants to, it, where, where can people find you online or, or for any of the different things? Yeah. So for Infinity Sun, you can go to our website, infinitysun.com, mm -hmm. or it's just on Instagram at Infinity Sun. Amazing. Sprays for Strays, spraysforstrays.com, or at Sprays for Strays. And Sunless Labs and Co., we don't have our website yet. Mm -hmm. um, I need to find someone who's really good. <laughs> <laughs> I got you, Knocking over. out all this stuff, <laughs> and we'll get that up and running. Yeah. But that for right now is just Sunless Labs yeah. for people who are interested in reaching out to us about Amazing. private labeling. Amazing. Amazing. Um, well, I, I say this to every guest that comes on. It's a journey-driven podcast, so you're welcome back on any time. Round two, we can go on like a whole other rabbit hole of, of discussion. So I'm sure you, you come with some different topics, you know, <laughs> or something will be met in your business. I've had literally people call up and they're like, so this just happened. I like to talk about it. <laughs> and I'm yeah. like, let's do it, you know. So, but thank you for coming on the show. I can't believe it's actually already been over an hour. Has so, it? Yeah, yeah, I know. I know. Wow. Yeah, yeah. It's like, it's 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 insane how how fast like time goes, right? So, but thank you for coming on the show. Uh, and I appreciate it. You're welcome back on, on any time. You know, and I would say like whether it's two months from now, three months from now, a year from now, you know, um, the, 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 the returns, I think like maybe 15% of the people have done it. I love it. You know? So I'll come back on here when you come to me with your private label idea. Okay. And we'll go through the process of concepting to developing to launch. Perfect. I do have some ideas. <laughs> so anybody listening, you can't have access to that yet. I'm going to have to because <laughs> I, I have to first validate if I'm crazy or not. But we all know how that goes. <laughs> so no. Um, but thank you. Uh, and for everybody listening. Um, so uh, real quick, what were the handles online again? So at Infinity Sun, Infinity with a Y, 
mm-hmm. at Sprays for Strays, at Sunless Labs. Oh, one more thing. Can I say one of more thing? So I am competing in a contest. It's called Fab Over 40. Okay. <laughs> and one of the prize uh, prizes mm-hmm. in the package is $40,000. As and a grant, basically, right? $40,000, yeah. And the contest goes on until December. So mm-hmm. I just made it to top 20 in my group. Amazing. And uh, it keeps going on until December. So I'm looking for people to vote for me. That $40,000, if I win, is going to go to Sprays for Strays, 100% uh, of it. And I'm going to use it to bring people on board to help grow membership, to be able to raise more money to help those rescues to pay for bills. So it's really important to me because I don't have the resources right now for Sprays for Strays okay. because of my other two entities. Right. So this kind of revenue influx could really, really help. So please. What we'll do is uh, you'll provide the link and I'll okay. put the link in the the show notes as well and so that way people listening you know can go there and and vote especially i mean you know you just you basically just told everybody to vote for the dogs (laughs) it's really what they're doing you know so but i but and also i like that you thank you for for sharing where it would go and and why because i think sometimes people automatically think like oh well you've got businesses like you know and they don't realize like how much we reinvest everything we do everything and they're like it's not the glamour you think it is until it's the glamour it is <laughs> and that's honestly even, seriously you know? it cost a fortune just to buy one piece of lab equipment oh you're I'm not a- talking about decking out an entire lab I mean like one mixer can cost you over a hundred thousand dollars yeah you're in a whole other you it's, know, it's my you know, my overhead is like nothing right. <laughs> but we still reinvest in people then it's it's, yeah. it's and that's even but that's know, that's key that's, yeah that yeah. businesses are nothing without the people it's the people that make the businesses yeah. always Always. Always. So, yeah. so, I, so I, I wanted anybody listening, like, you know, I mean, the, the audience knows, they know, and yeah. a lot of them are also, they're entrepreneurs as well, too, and creatives, but it's just so funny because people automatically always think that, like, oh, well, the business, like, but you're in all these retails, you're doing all this other stuff, and like, do you, do you understand the responsibility and, yeah. like, where all that money goes? Have yeah. we, have, let's sit down and, you know, let's actually, that's what, uh, there's a lot of, in the building public movement, too, there's a few companies um, that are showing online, it's really cool, where they actually, every month, they show every single they show the transaction they show the operating cost they, and they're doing it on purpose also one to educate the employees which is pretty cool but also to educate the market on like hey like here's who we are and here's how we do things and yeah. here's where everything is going and that honesty is what honesty bonds people always even if you don't want to hear it but it's still you still respect them because you're like it's truth it's honest yeah. you know and so that grows it but so thank you for sharing that and, and we'll have the link in in the bio as well or i mean in the show notes as well so for everybody listening, please uh, be sure to uh, check out Veronique Monroe. Thank you so much for for coming on the show and um, you know for all of the, the handles that she provided. I'll put all of them here in uh, the show notes. And uh, just you know for tuning in every single week, I appreciate you guys. Um, please be sure to uh, hit the rating, get please the five star rating and a written review. I know some of you reached out and said, "Oh, I gave her a rating," so Apple won't show the rating unless you write the review. That's how they work. But um, even if you don't, I still I love you guys for always tuning in and for the feedback. You guys can reach out to me at Matt Gossman on Instagram anytime you want. You know, I answer uh, every text and response. And you guys can also leave if there's like a a topic or a person that you're interested in. I've had a few people recently who told me some people that they were really interested in. Uh, and then they put us randomly in, uh, you know, group chats. And all of a sudden we ended up on a podcast together. So it does happen. Uh, I appreciate all of you guys for tuning in. Thank you as always for Veronique Monroe, for myself, Matt Gossman, and the Hustles Hold Separately, we're out.